Hey guys, today on the podcast we got Nathan Craig from Shelby, Ohio. Um, Nathan is a varsity football assistant coach at Shelby. Um, he's also the head JV baseball coach. And uh, today he's going to tell us a little bit about what baseball means to him and, and kind of what the impact was uh, on him growing up. Hope you enjoy. Uh, welcome back to the show, everybody. Today, um, on the Bases Loaded podcast, I have um, you know a friend of mine. Um, I've known this uh, this gentleman for quite a while, uh, Nathan Craig. Welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me. So, uh, you know, Coach Craig, go ahead and tell um, you know me and, and our listeners. You know, tell us uh, how old you are and what uh, what's your profession. All right, so I'm 28 now. Uh, just turned 28 on. Uh the 11th of March. So my birthday was the beginning of the pandemic. So 28 has been pretty good to me. Um, <laughs> I uh, teach middle school, sixth grade at CLB, uh, science and social studies. And then I am a varsity assistant for the football team. I think, I don't know, like eight years maybe with that. And then I do the JV baseball at Shelby. And I think that's been five or six years. Okay. Okay. So, so a lot of time invested, um, helping out Shelby sports. That's, that's pretty awesome. What, uh, you know, which, which one, if you had to pick, if you had to pick which sport, uh, do you think that, you know, is the most difficult, uh, as far as time for, for coaching? Uh, man, that's tough. I, I think there's different parts of them that are long, like, uh, the off season football definitely is way more time. Um, I guess one of the nice things is with, you know, Johnny Amicone being the defensive coordinator, we do a lot of stuff together. So that cuts down on the time. Um, during the season, I would say during the week, baseball is longer. Baseball feels more because there's so much inconsistency. Yeah, yeah. The uncertainty, yeah. Yeah, all the time. Um, but then obviously the weekends, you know, baseball doesn't require too much on the weekend where you know football that's a majority of my time is coming in you know Sunday Saturday making the scouting report sure sure yeah definitely a lot of uh definitely a lot of work I mean any sport that you coach you know you're putting in the time and in effort and obviously taking away from other things you could be doing so uh that's awesome anytime some you know somebody's gonna be able to coach multiple sports it's uh it's a really good thing so you know let's get into it um you know, talking about what baseball means to you, um, you know, we've had a couple on, you know, the show already, and I, w- I would love to hear from, you know, your perspective, uh, you know, think about as a kid, you know, some different memories of watching baseball, maybe um, at home or, you know, going to a park, uh, you know, you know, going to games as a kid, not as an adult, but as a kid, what are some uh, fond memories you have? Um, so I, I guess the first memory I would have would be, uh, my first game, my first Indians game as a kid. Um, I was five, it was the summer of 97 and the Cubs came to Cleveland. I guess I didn't realize it then, but interleague was kind of a much bigger deal then than it is now. Um, so I went to a game in 97, I still have the ball, you know, it's got like the 
AL, like a bird for each, the AL and the NL, and it's the Cubs versus the Indians. Um, so I remember that as a kid. That's probably the first thing baseball-related outside of in my backyard that I really remember. Do you remember uh, where you sat? Uh, yeah, we were really high up on the <laughs> baseline. Awesome. I remember that. That's all. Who did who did you go to, go to the game with? Uh, my mom and dad took me. So that's awesome. Um, that, that's cool. So as you know, as you've gotten older, obviously, um, you know, you know, there's more opportunity, I guess, to go to games and, and stuff like that. You know, when you can obviously drive and pay for it yourself. But uh, um, that's that's definitely cool. What about the Clippers games? You been in any Clippers games? Did you go as a kid? I know you've been to some Clippers games as an adult. Yeah, I have never been, I never had went to one until just a few years ago. My wife and I went to one and then um, we took my oldest son to one. It was his first baseball game. Um, huge mistake. He was only like two and um, I just kept paying a dollar for him to do this bounce house. So I watched the game from like beyond the right field uh, or no, I guess left field stands watching a bounce house and trying to watch the game. So I like them. Um, I personally, I would just rather pay the extra money and go to Cleveland. Sure. But, you know, they're fun. They're a good time. I went to a, a triple a like all-star event two years ago with my buddy, Zach Wilson. Um, that was really cool, but you know, I like them, but I'd rather just go to Cleveland myself. Sure. I always, I always struggle with that as far as, you know, kids at what age, uh, do you take them to the game? You know, I feel like it's one of those things where you don't want to be let down. You think that they're going to be into it like you want them to be, but they're, you know, again, they're kids. Um, so I always struggle with that. And it's like, you know, what, what are you going to do? You pay all that money. You drive all that way. It's like, what are you doing if, if, the, if it doesn't take? But um, I guess it's one of those things where you, you do it and just kind of, you know, figure it out. But, um, you know, what you, again, when you look back, uh, you know, any, any specific people or coaches, um, you know, family members that have influenced you and, and your love for the game of baseball? Um, so I think mine, my story is going to sound a little different than the people you've had on before. Um, you know, my dad never played a game of baseball in his life, um, or really any sport for that matter. He was one of 10 kids and they didn't have much money, so they just worked all the time. So um, really, my one uncle on my mom's side liked sports, but other than that, no one else likes sports. So, um, I don't know. I kind of picked it up on my own, I guess. Um, as weird as that sounds, my mom always thought, you know, that I was really weird because, um, as she explains, I went from Barney to sports center, like (laughs) at a a super young age. I don't really. So you go from Barney to Peter Gammons, just like that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Chris Berman, Stuart Scott, those guys. Um, (laughs) so I don't really know you know, where my love of baseball and sports in general came from. I guess my uncle, because before he had sports on the TV and when I came over, you know, he was really young at that time. So he was still living at home with my grandparents. And uh, we would have arguments about if Barney was going to be on the TV or sports. So I guess that is, you know, where mine came from. Um, Then, you know, as I look back, I think of my parents as the impact in different ways. Like, you know, my parents were divorced, so my dad made things. He's real crafty and, you know, like a handyman type. A lot like you, right? Yeah. Yeah. The exact opposite. (laughs) Um, and like he made stuff all the time to like help me get better. 
but like as far as like you know this idea of like playing catch and stuff that was not us um you know he did buy a glove i think when he bought my first glove he bought himself a glove because he had to have one to play catch well that's pretty Uh, awesome (laughs) that's really cool But, but like you know he did all kinds of things like he made this little i don't know i guess you'd say it's like a wood box some um for when i was catching as a little kid to practice my throws down to second so like he had this box that i was like supposed to aim for and throw it inside of i had you know um like he made a homemade one of those things that bounce back to you for like ground balls and mine was way better than like the crappy ones you could buy at walmart then so <laughs> that's what really, i mean that's really cool it, yeah i mean it's like he he did what he you know what he what he knew or or tried to at least yeah. know, do what he could do because it's not like he's going to sit down and watch a YouTube video back in the, you know, they, they, that yeah. wasn't in existence yet. Exactly. He, uh, you know, he went to an auction. He called me, he bought a pitching machine from like some place that had broken down and it was like rusty as can be. And I was like, Oh, this thing's a piece of junk. And then like, you know, a month later he, you know, bought a bunch of stuff. He told me about it and I was like, Oh cool. I don't know what that means. Um, and then he found like 12 dozen baseballs and, fired this pitching machine up in the middle of our front yard. We lived out in the country and had a bunch of land. So this wasn't like a cool cage or anything, but um, so I'm just hitting balls for like hours one day. And, you know, he bought these baseballs at that auction, super cheap. And I remember by the end of the day, he was all mad because all the balls were like dented and flat. And there were those real crappy baseballs that, you know, were (laughs) ruined in one day. But, you know, so those things, you know, my mom, same way we would watch Indians games every night on TV. Like I know that's not probably what she wanted to watch. I don't know if she's watched one since I moved out, but <laughs> when I was little, she let me have the remote. You know, we went to games all the time. Um, you know, and brings back another memory. Um, <laughs> we went to an Indians game, just me and her. Um, you know, like we spent lots of Mother's Days up there together. Oh yeah, it's kind of our thing. And uh, one one time. I got lost. So she stopped to like, look at the, the map that was on the, the wall at, the, you know, at Jacobs field at the time. Sure. I like kept, you know, watching, skipping around, you know, being a spaz like I am. And, uh, <laughs> I couldn't find her. So I'm like running around yelling for her. Um, I think we went opposite ways. I probably got turned around. Um, so I went to somebody that worked there crying my eyes out. She went to somebody, they finally over the radios, whatever. Well, I'm, I don't know, probably like seven, bawling my eyes out. And some dude um, brought me a Sandy Alomar Jr. Um, batting practice ball that he had gotten. So I got a pity ball from Sandy Alomar Jr. Oh, so you faked the whole thing. Yeah. That's genius. Yeah. So, that is absolute genius. So I was trying to get to batting practice. My mom was trying to find our seats. And, you know, I got lost. But I got a ball. So it's all good. <laughs> wow. Wow. See, even in hard times, you know, there's still a possibility of great things yeah, you know, happening. Yeah. So that's awesome. So, um, all right. Now to your, your, uh, personal career, you know, talk about like little league, um, you know, type of travel teams or all-stars or, um, even high school. And then, you know, afterwards, what, uh, personally baseball, uh, what are some, some accolades or, or some stories that, uh, you can recall? All right. So, I started um, like YMCA T-ball as soon as I was like old enough. Um, And then Little League, I was on McDonald's for T-ball. I remember that. Um, And then I was Crestwood Care Center, I think, for Coach Pitch. And then uh, Cornell's IGA 
for my two years of minor league ball, and I won the championship the, the first year with them, and then the second year I was FOE, and we got second place. Um, and then major leagues, that would be like a 10 to 12 age group, I think. Yep. I was for Gwertz. And oh, I couldn't stand Gwertz. Wow. Those are those are the enemy. Yeah, we won uh, the my fifth grade year, and then sixth grade we got second. So I was really lucky. Every year they had a tournament, I was either first or second. I was in the championship game um, every time. Um, all four of those years, I played uh, for the All Stars. At the end of the year, we never really went super far. Um, I played. Basically, it was our All Star team, but got picked. Early, I guess, and we did a travel league on Sundays. We would play double headers, places. Um, so I always did that, um, and that's about it. I never played travel ball. I don't even really know that it was a thing around us. Like, uh-huh. you know, nobody on my team did. A couple of them played fall ball, but you know, that was football season. So, yeah, that was the, about it for that. Um, you know, I loved playing little league. You know, I never pitched. But hitting off of all my friends who did pitch was pretty cool. Um, I used to love, like, throwing people out. And I was kind of a, you know, a confident kid, maybe on the verge of cocky at times. Um, You know, I was going to try to, like, throw you out from my knees and stuff. I I remember the the fastest kid in the league. He was a year younger than us. His name was Zach Stryan. He actually ended up playing quarterback for us, ran track at Cincinnati. Um... I remember he came up to bat and I said, if you get on a steal on the first pitch, I'm going to can you. And <laughs> I threw him out from my knees. And that's like, you know, one of the coolest things ever. Cause he is like the fastest dude. ever. Right. Right. I think back on that. He had to stand on the base until I caught the ball. So like the fact that I couldn't throw anybody out would have been terrible, <laughs> but, but it was just really cool. Cause he was so fast. Right. Right. Um, and that's something you'll always have. You know. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, <laughs> like he is legit fast. It wasn't just like, you know, he was fast around us. Like he went to the university of Cincinnati for track. Like he was a legit sprinter. Um, and then that year, my sixth grade year for all stars, um, you know, I caught, I don't even know besides like at the end of games when we were up big that I ever did anything but catch all stars, everything. Um, and we were playing Bellevue. I want to say it was the semis, but it could have been earlier. And, I got on, I don't remember, you know, much. And then I got waved home coming around third and the the guy caught the ball. He's actually my cousin from Bellevue, Andrew Hay. And um, instead of sliding, I dropped the shoulder on him. Oh and, no. Uh, yeah. So ball hit the backstop. I was all pumped. I slapped home plate. I just scored. I was pumped. Um, I still remember like my mom's aunt. So I guess my, great aunt you know from Bellevue she was yelling like to get me kicked out and then realized it was me and then felt bad and stuff but uh oh that, that's got to make the holidays you know yeah, next yeah. Time. so I was like so pumped we scored and then they just kind of like had a meeting and then kicked me out and I was like so confused and mad and sad I was bawling um because just a couple weeks earlier in Little League it was towards the finals um I got ran over and you know it was a kid who wasn't quite uh, as big or athletically inclined as me. So it was like he <laughs> half trucked me. Then I picked him up and slammed him. But like, 
I thought you were allowed to do that. Like I watched it on TV and so I really had, you know, I didn't even think about getting the kid kicked out. Like I just thought that's how you played baseball. So, wow. Um, yeah. So I got booted from that. So that was kind of crazy. So, so what is the relationship with uh, your cousin? <laughs> well, it was fine. I mean, um, we didn't really, you know, he's from Bellevue. So we would only see each other like at the family reunion every couple summers, but no, no, nothing. Um, I think they knew like even from, you know, playing there, like I am not um, ever going to take it eat. Like I played, you know, full speed all the time. Like, you know, we couldn't play touch football cause I was going to tackle somebody like, yeah. so I don't think they were too surprised. Um, just kind of who I was. I wasn't doing it to be like malicious or anything. I just, um, you know, it's what I did, I guess. So. The dude was in the way of the plate. Yeah. So, yeah. So uh, then um, middle school baseball is like our Babe Ruth league. Um, that's when I started having to split time at catcher. Um, another kid in our class was really good. He was way more athletic than I was. He wasn't probably the catcher at that time that I was but he had a better arm and was just like a freak athlete. So he could make plays back there that I couldn't. Um, so I started to learn how to play right field. Um, thought that was going to be my you know future home if I wasn't catching. And then in eighth grade, um, a couple more kids tried out, I think, cause we were good. And instead of cutting people, they kept everyone and we split up into three teams. Yeah. So then I got moved back to catcher. Um, which I probably, you know, I was still our team when we split up into three teams. I was probably the uh, the best on our team, but I think it kind of hurt me moving forward because it wasn't, you know, going to be where I ended up. Um, that led to high school. I was the backup catcher for two years, but um, I DH'd. And then my junior year, I ended up not playing, um, you know, lots of reasons there. But I went back out my senior year. I thought I was just going to DH be a pinch hitter, you know, maybe a backup catcher, catch some bullpens. I just wanted to be out there with my friends again. And uh, I ended up playing first base and, uh, you know, batting fourth that year. So I guess it was a good end. I kind of, you know, peaked in sixth grade, but then, you know, there at the end, it got okay again. We weren't very good, but it was a good time. So now correct me if I'm wrong, Um I believe I, I, I coached you your senior year. At yeah, oh yeah. And I believe that there was a, a situation uh, where it was kind of all hands on deck. And, uh, you know, Jeremy Miller, the head coach at the time, made the call to the bullpen and, and put you on the mound. Is that is that – do I remember correctly? Uh, you 100% remember correctly. I pitched one inning in my entire life, and uh, we were down nine, and – um, I didn't even have a regular glove anymore. Like I had a catcher's mitt and a first base mitt. So when he came out, um, you know, one of my best friends, Tyler Haney, was p- getting shelled on the mound. So I had to go save him, you know. And uh, so we actually switched gloves during that pitching change. And, um, you know, m- they all laugh. My arm by that point, like I had to crow hop to get one from first to third. Um, Miller stopped hitting me balls pregame so that I didn't have to throw. I just wanted to catch the whole time. Um, he didn't want anybody to know that I couldn't throw. So, um, yeah, I went in there. My first pitch landed literally about 13 feet short. It, I don't even know if it rolled in. The catcher might have had to walk up and grab it. 
Um, I was about. Did, did you look down at the mound like, man, this thing's all messed up? Yeah, n- yeah, no, no. I just looked right <laughs> at first base at Tyler, who is losing his. Mind. We're down nine, and he's laughing like a little girl. So, um, but then I got out of the inning unscathed. Um, I think they hit two balls about four hundred feet. One was foul, and one our center fielder Alex Alt robbed and uh, doubled the kid up on second to get out of the inning. So, you know, I like to give them a hard time that I was the greatest pitcher in Shelby history because I have a 0.0 ERA. Wow. But, I, I, I don't think I'm – man, hopefully this show makes it big, but uh, I don't think I'm ever going to interview anybody who has a better ERA. No, I don't I, think I really so don't. either. I, you know, my stuff rating on uh, MLB The Show would be about four. My uh, best pitch was an Ephus, and that's because I had to put some arc on it to throw it that far. So, wow, that is good stuff. Um, you know, what, what are some things that you look forward, you, you know, into the future a little bit? Um, obviously, you know, right now you've got you've got two, uh, you know, kids. What are some things you look forward to, you know, in regards to baseball? You know, doing with your with your your sons. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I feel a little conflicted on that. Um, I definitely want them to love baseball if they want to. Um, you know, one of the things, you know, my dad had no interest in baseball and I did. And he kind of switched to that. So, you know, I would obviously love if they love sports, you know, that would be ideal for me. But um, if they don't, they don't, I guess. So um, I want to be able to stay like that. You know, I think it's every guy's dream that likes sports to have their kid, you know, Sure. Do all this stuff. But uh, I just am glad, you know, he didn't make me learn how to build stuff because I have no interest in it. You know, when something breaks, I just call him. I have no clue. So, <laughs> um, you know, last year, me and you went to the all the Home Run Derby um, and we took my oldest up to the fan zone, like the kid area. And he had a blast there. So that was really fun. Um, watched him play all those games was cool. Um, but just, you know, fam- sh- you know, sharing those family times together, um, you know, and then obviously if he wants to play great, um, I feel kind of conflicted about coaching him. You know, I coach the older kids, um, kind of want to be there, but I think the, you know, I want somebody else to be hard on them too. Um, you know, I think there's a lot of parents who don't let their kids get, you know, in trouble or yelled at or things from other people. And uh, I definitely want him to because there are things that, you know, me and my wife might not do the greatest that somebody else might. So, uh, you know, I think there will probably be a point where I do. I'm sure people will want me to. But, um, you know, I don't know. If if he wants me to, I might. Um, if he doesn't, I definitely will not. Um, you know, as he gets older, varsity, JV, you know, if I'm still there, you know, if Amicum doesn't fire me by then, you know, <laughs> maybe we'll see, I guess. But, you know, I don't know. I just, if he wants to, I want him to, and I want him to have a lot of fun. So, you know, he's got like a 0.4% chance of making it to the bigs. And with my, you know, half of my genes, uh, that lowers at least 75%. So Jeez, okay. I just I just want him to have fun and enjoy it and learn some things from it if he wants to do it. Yeah, that's uh, it, you are correct. I, I feel like that is, you know, every guy's dream. They want their, you know, you play catch with your your son and want them to be, you know, these stud athletes. Um, but you know, at the end of the day, seeing your kid happy doing something that's you know legal is is what you know what you want to happen. So, uh, 
you know, Nathan, I, I really appreciate you being on the show, man. Um, you know, best of luck. Hopefully the season, uh, you know, they're, they're talking, you know, football season. They, you know, if this coronavirus comes back in the fall, um, hopefully you get to coach sometime soon, something. Yeah, hopefully, uh, definitely miss having that, uh, time with the boys and, you know, playing baseball and, you know, playing catch with them and throwing BP, that kind of stuff. Definitely miss that. You know, I think my wife likes having a season where I'm home, but, uh, you know, I'm anxious to get back out there. Yeah. As I say, sooner or later you sit, you know, you sit around, it's like, you know, I'm a big, you know, creature of habit. I need to be in a routine. And it's like, you know, something like this for, I feel like for a coach or even athletes, uh, you know, maybe a couple of days off is nice, but after a while it's like, all right, man, this is, you know, we're not supposed to be sitting, you know, inside all day, every day, but you, you know, you want to go out and coach and, and try to be an athlete. So um, yeah, hopefully, like I said, hopefully, you know, sometime soon um, things change and, you know, you guys will be back out there on the diamond and the, the, you know, the kids will be out there and sports will try to bring back um, a little bit of normalcy, normalcy in, in our lives. So, I mean, after all, it's America's pastime. So um, Nathan, I, I appreciate you being on the show, man. Thanks a lot. Yep. Thanks for having me. All right, everybody. That uh, concludes another episode of the Bases Loaded podcast. Thanks a lot for